Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Well, it's Christmas time. Isn't it a great time of the year? It's just so wonderful that all the... Everything changes, and people are made more aware of God's presence. It's a great time. God has everything to do with timing. He's always on time. He does everything in perfect time. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For everything there's a season and a time for every activity under heaven. And then in Galatians, we have this great verse that when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. When the right time came, perfect timing. So Christmas time. We're going to look at it today as it's a time to respond to problems. Now, you don't need to raise your hand, but any of you here got any problems? Uh, you know, anything going on in your life that you're looking at? What do I do? How do I do it? Where do I go? How do I fix this? And what, how am I going to deal with this and that? Well, Christmas time is a time for problems. It, it begins in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. This great story, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she's pregnant with John the Baptist, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. Great words. Mary tried to think about what what in the world is going on here. Verse 30, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. Wow. You will conceive, give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary responded to the angel, and she said, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for the Word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. So let's look at this circumstance and situation that Mary finds herself in, a a problem, and let's deal with it and see if we can find some way that you and I can handle our problems. First of all, admit there is a problem. Houston, we have a problem. You know, Mary says, look, I'm a virgin. How can I have a child? And, you know, this shouldn't be happening this way. And what's going to happen? Because Joseph and I aren't married yet. And if this takes place, things don't look good. Because here's what would happen to a young girl who was pregnant without being married. According to the law, one of two things would take place. She would either be stoned to death, or she'd be put away and live her life as a prostitute. Those were her options. That's the problem. And so God comes to her 
through the angel, says this is what's going to happen, it creates a problem for her. I don't understand this. I don't see this. You see, a lot of times we find ourselves in problems and don't really understand why we're there. We don't really understand why it's going on. But we have to, at some point, come to that place where we understand that all of us have problems. The psalmist writes in Psalm 25, verse 17, my problems go from bad to worst. Anybody relate to that one? Save me from them all. And so we all got problems, but the thing is, we all deal with them differently. For some of you here today, you're pretending you don't have a problem. Problem? What problem? I don't have a problem. It's not my problem. There's nothing wrong with me. And then we blame other people for our problems. You know, I'm not the problem. They're the problem. I wouldn't have a problem if it wasn't for them. And then we say, well, you know what, I might have a few problems, but my problems aren't as bad as so-and-so. And what I'm dealing with, it's nothing compared to somebody else. And so, you know, okay, maybe I do have a problem, but you know what, I can live with it. I don't want to change. I don't want to have to deal with what's going on. I'll just accept it and just go on. And, and I can handle it. The problem is we can't. And you will not be able to handle the problems of life until you first of all admit the problem is present. That's where it starts. I have a problem. I own it. It's mine. I'm not going to blame somebody else. I'm not going to pretend it's not there. I'm going to be willing to accept the fact that I have to humble myself and be willing to admit, yes, this is a my doing. Yes, this is the part I played. Yes, I am dealing with something beyond my ability, beyond my comprehension. Yes, it is there. So that's where we all start, right? So you're all right now thinking, okay, it's my problem, right? You're not blaming somebody else. You're not looking at somebody else. It's, it's me, right? All right, so that's the first step. The second step is I have to accept the plan of God. You see, in the midst of all of this, Mary had a problem, but she was doing exactly what God wanted her to do. And so God told Mary, you know, I've got a plan for your problem. You're going to have a problem, but here's what God's going to do. And here's the great news. For every problem you have, God already has a plan. God already has something He wants to do, some way He wants to work. And before you even knew you had a problem, God had a plan. And so he understood that. And we all say, well, I want God's will. I want to do what God wants to be. Because somehow we think as Christians, if I'll just do what God wants me to do, be perfect, do what's right, do everything according to the book, and believe God and trust in Him, I will never have any problems. Well, I'm here today to tell you the truth. You can be the most perfect person in the world or live with the most perfect person in the world. Never never mind. And you will still have problems. Christianity does not exempt you from the problems of life. Don't think that for a moment. In fact, sometimes your walk with God will create problems for you because that's what's happened in this case, isn't it? You've found favor with God. He's bringing a problem. 
You're doing what's right. But God has something He wants to accomplish. He always has a way out. He always has a way through. He always has a provision. And so I have to accept the, God of, the, the plan of God. That means you and I have to resist the urge to develop our own plan, doesn't it? Because the moment we got a problem, we're looking for a way to get out of it, aren't we? And we begin to come up with this idea of this will get me out of it. If I do this and this, then the problem will be dealt with. If I can handle it like this, and if I can just turn this, and if I could just have this, I wouldn't have this problem anymore. And the, Yeah, uh, we just go on and on and on, don't we? And what happens when we do that? We complicate the problem, don't we? We make the problem greater. And so I have to trust that God has a plan and I will accept His plan. I have a problem, but God has a plan for me, and He will help me deal with this problem. Now, here's what you have to know about God and His plans. Number one, God's plans are good. So whatever you're going through today, God says, I've got a plan for you, and I know what it is in Jeremiah. They're plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. God says, I know what's going on in your life. I know what you're dealing with. I've got a plan to deal with this, and my plan will bring you to a place to give you hope and to give you a good future. Yeah, but God is hard. But God, it's unfair. But God, it's, not, it's difficult. God, I, I can't wait. God says, look, I've got a good plan, and, and it's good. So I have to believe that. Secondly, I have to believe that God's plans are greater. In other words, His plans are better and greater than my plans. What He wants to accomplish is greater than what I imagined. Proverbs 19.21, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. God is going to accomplish what He wants. Thirdly, God's plans are guaranteed. This is going to happen. Do you want to be a part of it? Mary, God's bringing a Messiah to the earth. Do you want to be the one He brings it through? Because if you don't, if you won't, we'll go another direction. God says, look, I have a plan for you. That plan might create some problems in your life, but my plan is a good plan, and my plan and my purpose is going to prevail. Fourthly, God's plans are guaranteed. Psalm 33, 11, Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Yeah, but pastor, what's God's plans? I don't understand what God's doing. I don't understand why it's going like this and why this. And God, this just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand this. Did it make sense to Mary? Not a bit. Why would we think it should make sense to us? We know what God's plan is. We do. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. And this is the plan. At the right time... Christmas time. He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. <sighs> Sorry, don't let me wake you. That's exciting. God, God's working to bring everything under His authority. 
God's working His plan, and His plan is a good plan. It's going to happen, and He wants me to be involved with it. That's a great deal, because He's going to accomplish what He wants to do. And God has a plan to, to work, and I get to be a part of that if I'm willing. And so I have to understand, problems come, they're going to ha- happen. I have to admit, I'm dealing with this. But in the midst of my life and what's going on and what I'm going through, God has a plan. I'm not forgotten. God knows what's taking place. I can trust Him. He's going to do what He's promised. Third step is where we have problems. Allow the process of time to finish. Allow the process of time to finish. Now, the angel leaves, and Mary's going, what am I going to tell Joseph? What am I going to tell my parents? Nine months they're going through this. How do you think the people in their community looked at them? Oh, I'm sure those people thought nothing about it because I'm sure they'd say something and go, yeah, it's, it's, it's a baby boy and uh, it's God's child. Yeah, right. Isn't that what we'd do? We'd all come to our conclusions, wouldn't we? We'd talk behind their back. No, not you, but somebody else might. And see, what has to happen is we have to allow the supernatural plan to work through a natural process. We want to pray and have it all over with. We want somebody to give us a word and have it done. We want somebody to go deal with something so that it can be over with. We want to watch a certain program, read a certain book. Maybe if I can get something out of here, it will tell me the secret to this. But most of the time in life, it's God and us working together in the process of time. Problems take longer than we want them to, don't they? they hang around longer than we think they should. And what's going to happen is we get to make a decision, am I going to give God time to do what He wants to do? But God could just snap His finger and it'd be done. Yeah, and God could have just put Jesus on earth and it'd been done. But God chooses to work through people and create problems that come on, and there's going to have to be time that everything is going to have to be worked out. And Christianity is the supernatural and the natural working together in the process of time. And you and I get impatient, though, don't we? And we say something like, I can't take anymore. I've had enough. How long is this going to go on? I, I, I can't do this. I quit. I'll just give up. Or I'll, I'll do this and this, and I think that'll get rid of it because I've had enough of it, and I want it done now. Has anybody ever done some things to get rid of a problem and regretted it later? You don't need to raise your hand because I already know the answer. And I have to be patient.
and we hate patience. But we have to know, okay, I've got a problem. It's me. I'm dealing with it. It's there. But I know that God's at work, and God's doing what He's promised He would do, and He's going to accomplish things, and He's going to work everything together for the good, because I understand that. I am just going to have to be patient and give God the time to do what He can do, and only He can do. James chapter 5, verse 11 puts it this way, We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. Job had to go through a lot, but God was faithful, wasn't he? Well, but I shouldn't have to go through that. I don't want to go through that. God has a plan. We don't always understand it. We don't always like it. But we have to give it time for God to work. Then, what do I do while I'm waiting? How, how do I handle that? Okay, you know, okay, I got a problem, and I know God's working, and, and I know He's got a way, and I know He's going to be faithful, and, I, but, and I'll, I'll hold on to the end. So what do I do? You act in a way that pleases God. You keep being obedient. Joseph and Mary didn't just believe God. They proved their belief by obeying God. They did what God told them to do, and it went against everything their culture said. <laughs> when you have problems, what you really believe comes to the surface. How you handle your problems really reveals what you really believe. And then if you're going to handle them correctly, you have to do what tells you, what God tells you to do. James puts it this way in James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Well, pastor, I'd be able to do that if I just really knew it was God. I mean, if I had an angel appear to me and tell me this is what's going to happen, then I would do it. Hear me? No, you wouldn't. Well, if he just showed up, spoke to me directly, I would obey. No, you wouldn't. You know, Jesus even taught that. Now, this is not in your notes. This is bonus for you this morning because you came, okay? It's not in your notes. It's in Luke chapter 16. There's a story that we're told about a, a man, rich man and Lazarus. And the, in verse 27, it's, it'll be on the screen, but it's not in your notes. The rich man said to Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home. I have five brothers. I want him to warn them so that they won't end up in this place of torment. Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. In other words, let me modern term this. You have the Bible. Your brothers can read what they wrote. Well, no, no, no. If someone is sent to them from the dead, then they'll repent of their sins and turn to God. <laughs> Abraham says, no, they won't listen to Moses and the prophets. They won't be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. Wow, we're pretty stubborn people, aren't we? 
So the secret to being victorious in the midst of your struggles is being obedient to God all the way through, is doing what's right, is keep being faithful, it's staying on track and on course. It's not pretending that nothing's wrong. I've admitted there is. It's not pretending it isn't hard because I know it is. It's not pretending that I don't have questions sometimes because I know I do. But it is a conviction that says, you know what? God's in the midst of this. I'm doing everything I can to do what is right. And if I keep doing what is right, I will see God bring deliverance. I will see God being faithful. But if I try to shortcut God and get impatient with Him, I'm going to mess up my life even more. I'm going to make some decisions that will have huge consequences that I will regret down the road thinking that I am solving my issue and getting out of it faster. Rather than, God, all right, here we go. I don't understand what's going on. I don't like what's going on. I don't see all everything that's happening. But I trust you, and I will obey you, and I will do what is right in your sight. Even though it's hard, even though it doesn't make sense, I will keep being obedient to you. One final thing. Adopt the promise and the power. You see, if we're going to handle the problems of life correctly, we have to, like Mary, hold on to the promises and the power of God. In verse 38 of our text in Luke chapter 1, Mary says, look, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said come true. Boy, that's faith right there, isn't it? Okay, bring it on. The angel left. All right, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'll serve you because I'm your servant. Whatever you want, I'm in. Wow. You see, one day Jesus is speaking to a group of people and he tells them in Luke, Mark chapter 12, verse 24, your mistake is that you don't know the Scriptures and you don't know the power of God. There is no problem that you have, but what God's power isn't greater than. And the Bible tells us that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. And that power is greater than any problem you will ever have if you will hold on and believe God. You accept his promise. You accept what he says. You accept that he's going to be faithful. You accept that he knows what he's doing. You accept that he has a plan, that everything is not just thrown up in the air and wherever it falls, it falls. It is God directing history, my history, through the course of my time to accomplish his plan. And if I will be faithful, God will be faithful. And he will give me the strength that I, I just can't handle it anymore. I can't take anymore. You're right, you can't. But God can. And if you put your trust in him, he will give you the strength and the power that you need to keep going on to do what is right. 
Keep being faithful because God will be victorious. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. When I think of all of this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, unlimited, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully, that then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through His mighty power, at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Problems do not just go away, but God has a plan. Don't get impatient with what He's doing. Allow the process of life to keep moving and molding you. Keep living in obedience and hold on to the promise of God and draw from the strength that He wants to give to you through this time. And we see a young girl, many think she's still a teenager, come to a place where God taps her on the shoulder and says, I've got a plan I'd like for you to be a part of it. It will create some problems for you. People are going to talk. You're going to have to watch your son die. But I'm like, I got a plan. And if you'll hold on, I'll give you the strength that you need to accomplish for your life what is best and for my plan to be accomplished through you. And friends, today, what greater life is there to be lived than that? Knowing that in the midst of the struggles of life, God's working. And if I will just trust Him, hold on to Him, not get impatient, keep doing what's right, He will give me everything I need to deal with whatever it is I'm facing. And that's good news. That's good news. That's Christmas time. That's Christmas time. So I don't know today what you're dealing with. I don't know where you find yourself. But there's good news. God wants to help you. God wants to be with you. God wants to provide for you. Will you let him? Will you join forces with him? Would you just take a moment, just right where you are, and just bow your head, or just some way, would you just create a space where it's just you? God, here I am today. Here's what I need to do. Help me. Help me.
there's some of you that are listening that uh, you don't think you have a problem and you don't have a relationship with God. And it's time for you to come to admit that your sin is a problem. And Jesus Christ came during this time to bring forgiveness and a life to you. You need to accept that. Maybe you're a Christian here today and you've been letting your problems overwhelm you. And you just need to be at peace. And you need to make a commitment to walk in obedience to God for as long as it takes. Drawing from His strength. Lord, we thank You for Christmas time. It's a great time. It's a reminder to us about life that is offered through a child who grows up to be a man who gives his life for us so that we could have life. Thank you for the life you offer to us. Help us to walk in obedience to that, knowing that you are going to be faithful and that you provide for us everything we need to deal with whatever life brings our way. May you be honored and glorified and we give you thanks. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.